Hey, this is James Nesbitt. I'm the director and founder, chairman uh, with the Cyber Senate, and we are fortunate uh, this morning to be with Marcus Vishing Hernandez, who's heading the R&D IT Security Department of Siemens Mobility and is the product and solution security officer responsible for adding security to the product portfolio of the signaling business. He's also active in standardization and European research activities in the field of industrial security. So good morning, Marcus. Um, good morning, James. I just wanted to have a brief conversation here with you um, on this podcast. We'll be running the uh, cybersecurity, Rail Cybersecurity, fifth annual show on February 18th and 19th here in London. Siemens Mobility will be joining us, and Marcus is going to be speaking. And you're going to be at the event talking a little bit more about how uh, operators and the industry can achieve IEC 62443-3-3 security level three for rail automation systems. Uh, listeners, if you have interest in the agenda or possibly attending the event, it's www.railcybersecurity.com. You can also find more information out there about Siemens Mobility and their work. So, Marcus, uh, could you elaborate a little bit further on what your talk is going to be focusing on in achieving compliance for a countrywide digitized rail automation system? Sure. So, um, what we have now is um, a change in um, the environment for rail automation systems. We see more and more requirements worldwide and tenders for IT security. We have also the changing uh, landscape in terms of regulations from national IT security laws that are now getting applicable, especially in Europe, but also in uh, other parts of the world, like Asia and the United States. And this drives really the need for adding security and uh, what we call uh, also the level of security that goes very deep, defense and death, in, uh, for our rail automation systems. And therefore, there's a quite a big initiative in, in various parts uh, in Europe and one of the most important one that I see is the shift to rail um, work. That is the EU research project. We have an IT security working group there, which has looked at uh, the standards uh, that are applicable for rail automation systems in terms of IT security. And here the, the IEC 62443 standard has been in detail looked at by others. And we decided as a group of um, all the important um, uh, stakeholders in the rail automation business in Europe that the IEC 62243 is the standard that is applicable to in all the scope for rail automation systems. And um, we have done also a risk assessment on, on the um, um, rail automation uh, generic architecture and what came out is that what we need is a security level three from the standard. And this poses a quite a, a a big challenge for the industry um, because we have very long-lived uh, uh, products, um, but now it's time to go for the next generation, and that's what's now the the, ta uh, the talk is about: how we achieve this. Okay, we we um we work with a lot of energy uh, operators and manufacturers and those who are involved in industrial control. Uh, systems uh, and the adoption of 62443 is, is readily used throughout those sectors and it's great to see that the that the rail sector is also looking so closely at this and how how it can be adopted um, can you elaborate a little bit further on the current status of standardization 
Yeah, so I talked already about the shift to rail IT security working group. And here we have a unique opportunity because we have, as I said before, all the important stakeholders in Europe in, at the same table. Um, we have Deutsche Bahn there, we have SNCF and the Network Rail as the big three operators in, in Europe. We have the whole industry group with Siemens Mobility, with Thales, Alstom, Bombardier and Hitachi there. So it's a perfect group with all the relevant IT security people there. We have started to work in this uh, shift to rail working group about three years ago. And what the result was on, on this that, uh, as I said already before, we defined after a generic and then a very detailed risk assessment of all the zones that all signaling zones uh, should uh, comply to security level three. So uh, from this result, uh, this was actually the first phase of the shift to rail project. We are starting now the second phase where we look uh, how to realize this. And this will be the main part of this uh, talks to look at what are the shared security services, what should be part of a rail automation system. These are systems like uh, centralized time synchronizations, like a PKI, like an identity and access management system, like a SIEM system or an IDS system. And from this definition that's currently happening at uh, this point, and we are, have a good agreement on this already, we are now uh, going forward to define the protocols for interoperability that we achieve one European standard for our rail automation product that we can connect to these shared IT security services. Okay, fantastic. And the protocols required to achieve interoperability um, is something that you're going to be elaborating on further. Um, interoperability obviously is a big issue that has a lot of complexity there in, a, in an in an area where cybersecurity is already complex enough, but uh, adding interoperability issues cross-border, obviously uh, a big discussion to be had. Um, the application of this strategy in a large rail automation infrastructure project, you're going to be uh, discussing that a little bit further. And what does that, that look like at this, at this stage? Are there quite a few challenges there still, or are we, are we moving forward pretty quickly? We are moving quite quickly here. Um, we have um, one big um, national um, application for the um, uh, new rail uh, signaling system in Norway, the ERTMS project. And in this project, uh, we are putting in place the security level three uh, rail automation system for the signaling part of a whole nationwide uh, uh, renewal of the infrastructure. Fantastic. Okay, and the and that's out. That's in Norway. You were saying that's uh, in Norway where we have um, uh, the signaling part, uh, but there's also Thales for the uh, train management system and uh, Alstom for the onboard unit. Right. So okay. we have again uh, the three main players in Europe together uh, working for uh, a solution to realize something, and of course here we have also the interoperability part. Right. But we want to take this as an example and, and, and show that we can achieve something. And this is the amazing uh, uh, opportunity that we have right now because it's a quite green field. So that we can really achieve a European standard that shows that we can achieve IT security as an interoperable standard. 
Right. And obviously a greenfield uh, situation helps quite a bit with that. Um, how, how, how do you think that we're going to approach um, achieving standardization and interoperability in, in brownfield situations? Do you have any? So, yeah, any brownfield uh, situations are quite uh, different. Um, we have um, here, we have to look um, for security in a different way. And, and again, uh, standardization gives a good way um, to look how it looks, uh, could go forward. We have um, currently the Cinelec um, uh, TC5701 in, as a draft and in standardization. And there's also a proposal for these legacy systems. So it's Appendix D. And here we describe uh, security measures that can be applied to solutions and systems and existing installation that have no security built into the products. So again, here there's a series of, of, of measures that are then giving a certain security level, not a security in depth. So you basically say you have a, a border uh, protection and perimeter protection and intrusion detection. So you can detect if something bad is happening, but you probably cannot prevent an internal attacker. And this is in contrast to what we then call uh, when we uh, update systems to the defense and death, where we put in security into the product, where we then have the ability to prevent also an internal attack. Right, right. And of course, with the greenfield, we can we can look at this from a security uh, by design perspective, whereas with the brownfield, of course, we're, we're kind of we're looking at bolting on, aren't we? Um, the, these to these legacy systems. Exactly. But okay. I will also present these two concepts. So this will be the start of my talk to, to look into what we can do for legacy brownfield installation and uh, what we do for the, the new installation uh, that are now being put into place in, in Europe. Okay, fantastic. And and I noticed that you, you, you said there's a collaboration between Talos and Alstom as well as Siemens. So from your perspective and, and from the work that you've done, would you say that the information sharing between all stakeholders um, in relation to the adoption of 62443 and just in cybersecurity in the rail sector has is improving and that, that a lot of manufacturers and, and operators are and rolling stock are, are working quite closely together to achieve these, these uh, milestones? Uh, three years ago, it was still very open uh, which route uh, the rail automation business will go. And there was not a clear direction. There was this hint that there are a few standards NIST and ISC 62443 around the table from BSI. There are a couple of things from ANSI. There's stuff around, um, even in Britain, there are uh, additional requirements from the government. But when we, uh, when we look now to today, how this has been changed over time. It has been absolutely now clear that the 62443 is the accepted standard. And as I said, in the shift to rail, we have all the stakeholders in Europe, uh, especially for the mainline signaling business on the same table. And there's no question anymore that the 62443 is in all books applicable for the rail automation system. So that's a good thing um, that we have at least this type of group now agreed on one standard that we all support now and we all endorse and there will be 
currently we plan something in the, uh, during the summer to release and this kind of endorsement that um, the, the important stakeholders in Europe say, this is what we want uh, for our business. However, there's, um, um, the, the, there are different uh, parts of um, a rail system and you talked about rolling stock and they have quite a different um, business model. Um, in the signal systems, uh, especially in Europe, we do uh, turnkey installations. So we have a large um, area of responsibility um, and we can form the products in the way we want. In rolling stock, we have uh, typical 100 suppliers feeding in into a train. And to coordinate 100 uh, different vendors is quite complex. That That's why we see in rolling stocks, they take a more risk-based approach and saying we need to reduce risk gradually over time uh, because we cannot bring the whole industry all the hundred different vendors uh, at the same time to uh, agree on putting new uh, requirements onto the products and delivering this mm -hmm. and so that's, that's why we see currently the split between uh, the, the the mainline rail automation business and especially rolling stock but also the mass transit market is a much more price sensitive, much more small and not so much harmonized market uh, where we also see not this coherence that we see in the mainline business. Right. And you're going to be joining us as well on a panel session on asset inventory. So I just want to throw this out there because it's a big topic and, and you know, thank you for, for explaining this further uh, in relation to signaling and rolling stock. But it, it does bring bring me to this panel session that we're going to be hosting on asset inventory and knowing what's on your network. A lot of the industries that we work in, this is a really big um, issue in North America, uh, United States, and particularly where we host some of our events. Um, knowing what's on your network is is, is a really big deal, and um, a lot of infrastructure owners, uh, asset owners, do not know. Um, and we're looking at a lot at a, a lot closer at this. Um, one, how can we get better visibility of what's on our network? Yeah, that's a uh, really big open uh, uh, issue in the, in the whole industry. Mm -hmm. uh, because our system, our safe system is not so um, easy to add additional elements into it that would probe the, the network and to do an automatic inventory of it. Yeah. At the same time, we have very specialized devices that um, are not so easily fingerprinted um, without um, issues. So this poses a real problem into into the existing uh, systems. So yes, there there exists of course um, quite manual intensive um, uh, methods to to do asset inventory, but what we really want is an automatic way of for um, assessing and. Um, getting an inventory of your assets. And that's where we always say is then the next generation of products that they will assist the rail operator to get a complete overview of his assets. So, but this will be only for the next generation of products that will come to the market, which then provides uh, its own identity and uh, feeds in into an asset management system so that you have it all the time, your exact inventory for your network devices. This is the nice future, but as I said, the, the, the topic um, today is mostly not only the new system where we have it, but uh, on the brownfield. And here, I think the, the main part will be still large partly in, in the manual methods to, to get an inventory. Mm 
it, it is a big discussion. And of course, it, it leads right into a supply chain talk, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, and, thir and third party risk. And we, we won't go there right now, but we will have that discussion at the conference. And, um, you know, one thing that's come up uh, quite a bit with, with these discussions when we, we get industry leaders together is, is, is the asset inventory. And once we have an inventory list, what do we do with it? You know, what can you do with that? Um, and there's a lot of discussion around that. So, and, and, and digital uh, asset registries would be quite helpful. And I know uh, some, some professionals out there that are working on that. So a lot to talk about. Um, we really look forward uh, to, to hearing more from you, Marcus. And again, that uh, Marcus will be joining us from Siemens, Mo Siemens Mobility, excuse me, on February 18th and 19th. They will be joining panel sessions. They'll be giving a presentation on achieving IEC 62443-3-3 security level three for rail automation systems and elaborating further on that for all the participants there. So Marcus, we're out of time. Uh, today, but thank you very much for joining us and for elaborating further on, on what Siemens Mobility will be discussing. And I want to thank you for your time. Thank you, James. Appreciate See you it. Then, uh, in February. Talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.